0: All right, let's talk about Ahmaud Aubrey. As everyone is well aware of, the incident happened in February. It is now coming to light just over the past couple of days. And as anyone could guess, um, there was outrage all over the place. And maybe that outrage is justified. Probably to some degree, it's justified, at least from a couple of standpoints. The question here is, I talk to to Christians. My podcast is to Christians. If an unbeliever happens to uh, stumble upon the podcast, I hope what he hears is Christians, a Christian, talking to other Christians about how... Christians should think and deal with situations like this one And that's the, the reason that I'm talking about this today Is As a Christian, how should you think? There, In every interaction we have in life, in every situation There is an opportunity for us to sin To defame the name of Christ To do damage to the body of Christ To... To injure the reputation of the bride of Christ In the eyes of God And we as Christians Want to make sure that we don't do any of those things We want to honor God, we want to think biblically We want to speak uh, And always let our speech be seasoned with salt With love for everybody Um, And so here we have a situation that has As all these situations do Another video And it's 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 flying off the rails uh, So we're going to talk about that a little bit today I'm going to actually bring up an individual That I had a conversation with Not so long ago About, well, a couple days ago A few days ago About this very situation I also had a conversation with him about COVID And And uh, the disproportionate number of African Americans who uh, are uh, who have had experiences with with COVID. Um, so th- this is very much going to play into the woke movement, the racial reconciliation, the uh, conversations around privilege, whiteness. Da 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 da. How should Christians handle? These situations What does it look like For a reformed believer To think consistently And act consistently Where these kinds of things happen uh, And look if, you, if you're a pastor And you never talk about these things You're doing your, your, your parishioners A disservice You have an obligation And a duty To help them Grapple with these things Avoiding Avoiding these issues doesn't help people grow in their faith because this is where we take what we read in Scripture and how we're supposed to think and and how we're supposed to speak and what we're supposed to believe and how we're supposed to act. This is an opportunity for what we call application, right? It's a great opportunity, and it enhances our understanding. It sharpens our understanding, all right? So let's, let's get on with it are listening to this. All right, so there is a video floating around uh, on YouTube on the internet uh, that's out there. I'm not the some of the details that people like to go into on these kinds of incidents uh, to me are just very laborious and a waste of time. So I'm not going to go into. The father, son. I'm not going to go into anything other than other than what everybody can see on the video and some of the reactions and things that are going on from a Christian perspective. My concern here is theological. It's not political. It's not aimed at at shaping the culture. It's not pointing the finger at the Justice Department or anything like that. My concern is theological. My concern is. From the standpoint of Christian sanctification, an opportunity for gospel here and an opportunity to demonstrate what a godly attitude would be. And in this situation, a godly attitude is, of course, going to articulate what justice looks like. Um, those people who commit crimes and do things to other human beings that uh, are against the law, uh, should suffer due punishment. Uh, This is, I mean, the concept of justice is rooted in Christian theology. So we, we, we affirm that. What we do not believe is that it is the mission of the church to shape The uh, secular justice uh, department's philosophy on law and justice We don't believe that The church should not be involved in that Uh, Our concern is, is elsewhere We have a role here in the lives of those people that have been affected and our role is to speak truth into the lives of everyone that's been affected and to give them the gospel and to to love them, to demonstrate both compassion and justice, forgiveness and justice. And we need to take extreme care in how we do that. Otherwise, we look like a political ac- action committee or a. a Organism that really is more concerned about politics uh, and power than it is about the human person or the people involved and affected by what just happened down in Georgia. And there's a, a number of people who are who are infected who are impacted by what happened. Now I'm watching I'm I'm watching the video, and there are people. Running around on social media and j- jumping on the bandwagon and calling this outright murder, um, I, as a from my perspective as a Christian, I want to be fair and I, I want to be honest. And from my perspective, when I watch what happened, um, I I won't call it murder. Uh, There's a a variety of things it could be I don't know what those things are An investigation will uncover evidence that will determine Whether or not the behavior of these men rises to the level The legal requirements to be defined as murder 1, murder 2, manslaughter Whatever it might be That's not My call as a Christian, I wasn't there I don't know these people And 99.9% of the people out on social media Running their mouths Don't know the parties involved And we're not there They saw the same thing that I saw When I looked at the video So, for example One person says That he didn't grab the shotgun Well, something happened In front of the truck Between the man with the shotgun And the guy who was jogging The jogger The jogger goes around the right side of the truck And the next thing you see Is the jogger and the the man with the gun Moving backwards And the jogger appears to Already have his hands on the shotgun I heard a noise that sounded like gunshot. What I don't know and what no one who watched that video knows. No one can know. Number one, if that was a shotgun blast in front of the truck out of our sight that we could not see because the truck was obstructing our vision. If it was, we we don't know If the jogger ran around the front of the truck and the guy shot at him And then the jogger responded by moving toward the shotgun to grab it Don't know We don't know if the jogger ran around the front side of the truck The guy was standing in the front of the truck with the shotgun The jogger saw it and reacted and moved toward the guy with the gun really fast and grabbed it And then the gun went off Or it went off as the jogger was moving toward him Quickly in in, a, in an aggressive manner Whether the jogger was, was uh, thinking he was defending himself Or was l- really ticked off that somebody had a gun pointed at him Or was going to stop him with a gun in their hand No, we don't know, you don't know Now some people are going to think You just make an, ex- an excuse for really bad behavior And I'm not Really making excuse for bad behavior What I'm looking for here is justice And I'll tell you this Flat out, if that's what you're looking for Don't make these stories up When you start running your mouth And talking about what happened In this incident That that the guy shot first You're a liar And you're not looking for justice I'm looking for justice The way to get to justice Is to get to the truth What really happened we can't see what really happened. We don't know what was going through on in the mind of the jogger. We don't know what was going on in the mind of the guy with the shotgun. We don't know. All we can t- know is what we saw on the tape. And there isn't enough <clears throat> on that tape to conclude murder. I'm sorry. I know we want it to. We want to be able to say this was outright Murder. I don't know what the definition of murder is in Georgia I don't know what you have to do For a crime to to rise to the level of murder Shooting someone in a struggle with a shotgun Regardless of how you got into that position Unless another felony is being uh, engaged in May not rise to the level of murder It certainly wasn't premeditated murder, and it doesn't look to me like it was deliberate murder. Otherwise, uh, they would have just sat in the truck, and as the guy approached, they would have just stood up and opened fire, if that's what they wanted to do. They didn't. They didn't do that. Now that, if we had that on video, that would be a clear-cut case of murder. This guy's jogging down the road Two guys in the back of a truck with guns and they stand up and open fire. Murder. That seems pretty conclusive. What we have isn't that, right? So that's that's the first thing. I don't know. And as a Christian, your attitude should be, gosh, I don't know. You know, this looks bad. When you look at it, and you, you, it doesn't look good at all. Um, I may say, look, in my opinion, uh, even though Georgia law allows for citizen arrest, apparently one of these guys was a a former law enforcement officer, Uh, one of the attorneys I heard say that one of the caveats is you have to see the crime. So this is what... These guys thought that this fellow was a, a burglar or something, so they go chasing him. We don't know... This is assumed. Well, they wouldn't have chased him if he was a white guy jogging. We don't know that. You don't know that. I don't know that. No one knows that but those guys. And maybe some of their closest family members might know if they're racist or not. When you listen to a longtime friend of uh, either the son or the father, who's known him for years, so probably the father, years and years and years, um, says he doesn't have a racist bone in his body. Okay, I, I can't ignore that. I have to consider that. I can't just wipe that out of my mind and say, I don't really don't care, you know, no. just white guy shot this unarmed black guy, we're done. Uh, wrong. That's not justice. If that's what you're calling justice, you're not out for justice. You're out for something else. And it isn't Christian. Whatever that is, it is not Christian. It is contrary to Christ. So you got this incident. We don't really know all the, all the different things that go on. It is far more complicated than what these simple people want it to be. And I will say, I'm going to say this honestly. Look, you have a whole bunch of stupid people who are watching this video running their mouths about something that they don't know anything about. All right. Now, it's stupid to do that Maybe you think, maybe I think, maybe some people think Well, it was pretty stupid for these two guys to do what they did Okay, that's your opinion that it was pretty stupid Maybe it was, maybe I agree with you, maybe I don't That's not my point Okay, that's that's not my point If we're after justice If that's what we're looking for, well, then let's be after justice. Let's be on the side of justice. Let's say uh, this case should be investigated. And if it was investigated, we shouldn't be calling for another investigation. I think it would be okay to ask for disclosure. What did the investigation look like? Let's an objective outside source Look over your shoulders and, and second-guess what you did. Was the investigation conducted according to protocol? And were the findings of the investigation, based on the evidence and the investigation itself, were the findings reasonable for any outside law enforcement uh, agency that has no skin in the game? Let them decide that. Okay. Um, The way it looks right now is, is it doesn't look too good right now because nothing was done here. It appears that there wasn't much of an investigation, but I don't know that and you don't know that. So I'm not ready to say that that's actually the case. I'm reserving all judgment. And not that our judgment about this matters that much anyhow. There's a bigger issue here that We're forgetting And no, it it has nothing to do With privilege, whiteness, blackness Racism, systemic or otherwise It has to, as a Christian It has to do with an opportunity For us to bring the gospel To bear in the lives of those Who are affected by this tragedy And that it is Regardless of the findings This is a tragedy The Christian church is concerned for the soul. We are fishers of men. We're going after souls. Let us go after the souls of the people involved. Let us minister kindness to them, compassion, grace, love, and give them the gospel truth. Here's the thing. If we don't do that, then we're not really caring too much about where these people are going to spend eternity. And trust me, it's a billion times worse than what just happened in Georgia. Any Anyone in this situation who dies apart from Christ, outside of Christ, will suffer a far greater tragedy than this guy suffered. We have to go after that. We have to go, go after the soul. And in the process, we reach out and love all the people that are involved, including the family of the men who actually did the shooting. You don't... This is not the unforgivable sin. And anyone who points fingers at these guys as if it is the unforgivable sin will be judged by God according to how they're judging these two men. That won't be good. So this is this is basically what we have with with the video. That's what happened. Now, um, let's just chat quickly about a petition that was sent around. And I, I'm looking at this online. It is over at go.theactionpack.com. Uh, forward slash sign, forward slash justice for Ahmad And the way the petition reads is Says Ahmad Aubrey Was jogging when two White supremacists With deep ties to law enforcement Grabbed their guns, hunted him down And killed him This is clearly A hate crime Okay I'm not going to read anymore I am not going to read anymore Um this petition is absolutely repugnant. The words, let's say, that the, the petition itself is not repugnant. The way it's worded is repugnant. No Christian worth their salt can watch this video, read this petition, and in good conscience, honestly sign it. And if they do, in my view, it exposes a hidden agenda on their part. They're not after justice. Because like I said, justice and truth are joined at the hip. When you separate truth from your demand for justice, when your, when your passion for getting at the truth isn't the same, as your passion for just, justice or vice versa When your passion For justice Is completely Unrelated to Disconnected from Has no regard for Truth Then it isn't justice that you're looking for It's something else now, I wasn't going to do a podcast on this But I've had an interaction with a, a Former Pastor of mine He's Left our church and now he's over at this organization called Awake Charlotte. And the reason I, the reason that I'm okay with mentioning the organization is because this young man and I had words a couple of weeks ago, a week ago or two, not long ago. That uh, kind of hovered around wokeness, and he assured me that we were probably much more aligned than I thought we were, and that he was opposed to the social justice movement and wokeness. Now, I took him at his word, even though I had my doubts. Well, this young man, after he and I spoke, and he assured me of this, posted a This petition This petition That paints these men As White supremacists On his Facebook page Promoting it And asking people To sign it I sent I sent I'm not going to say his last name I will say his first name Justin A note, a private message on Facebook asking him what in the world he was doing by getting involved in the kind of dissension. Not just getting involved, but actually taking actions that will later, if this doesn't go just the right way that some people people want it to go, history tells us What happens? Riots, protests, destruction of property, attitudes on the part of people that are absolutely, positively contrary to everything Scripture says about order, honor, and respect, especially toward those in authority. My point was simple. You don't know these men. You have no evidence to... Conclude that they were white supremacists And You as a pastor Are contributing To Unbiblical attitudes Later on down down the line That could Create serious issues Think Michael Brown Think about the pastors who rushed in With the hands up don't shoot Nonsense that turned out to be a lie But they 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 promoted it as this innocent guy who was ruthlessly gunned down by this law enforcement officer, and it all turned out to be false. Now, I don't know how this is going to play out. That's, I, that's not my concern. My concern is that it might play out that way, and if you've done this, it's a big problem. And it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter if these men are convicted of a crime or not in terms of my concern about a pastor being involved in something like this. You shouldn't be. You just shouldn't be. It's unwise, top to bottom, for a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ, a peacemaker, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. That Those words were uttered. In one of the most oppressive cultures ever It's worse than our culture Lack of privilege, oppression Far worse than anything we have ever seen And Jesus utters those words Blessed are the peacemakers For they shall be called the sons of God Signing petitions like this That will later that will let's say let's say it this way signing a petition like this this petition itself is fuel fodder for discontent down the line pastors do your best to avoid providing fodder for ungodly discontent down the line your role as a pastor is to spread love and peace And someone said, well, I'm just standing up for justice It's not either or, it's both Okay? How do you stand up for justice here? You encourage people to trust the civil authorities Like Paul would have expected Now maybe you won't get your justice That's possible uh, Let's see, uh, what's the number? 6, 600. There's there's an average. Let me see if I can go over to the website. The number of um, ah here we go. Twenty eight years. I'll just say it this way, so we don't get crazy with numbers. Talk about justice in the world. All right, justice in America for the last twenty eight years. There have been 565,000 plus murders in the United States Over half a million murders Of those 565,000, 185,000 of them approximately have gone unsolved Now that's 33% One out of three murders goes unsolved What's my point? My point is that not everybody gets justice. They should. I'm not saying, oh, well, this is perfectly okay. It's a fact, it's a reality of life. Not everybody gets justice. And as pastors and Christians, we don't train people on how to behave when life is working the way, exactly the way it's supposed to. What an easy job that would be. The real work of pastors, the work that really, really, really makes probably the biggest difference in people's lives is teaching people how to walk in the fear of God and sanctification when things are going way against them. When they've been treated poorly, when they've been treated unjustly, unfairly, How do they respond? When they live in a system that isn't perfect, and there isn't any system that is perfect, doesn't exist. What is your job as a pastor? Well, it isn't to contribute to rebel rousing. It isn't to contribute to uprisings against the government, burning down uh, cars, houses, homes, businesses, uh, slandering civil leaders publicly and saying nasty things about them contrary to both Peter and Paul's clear instructions to the churches on how to treat civil leaders we're just not supposed to do that but here we here we uh, here we are Right, Doing doing that So I sent Justin a private message on Facebook Justin is a pastor, has been a pastor for several years Holds himself out to be a pastor A pastor supposed to be someone who is keeping the peace Someone who is striving to walk in grace and mercy And I'm not saying Justin isn't striving for those things I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that's what a pastor is supposed to do. I reached out to Justin privately out of respect. I wanted to help. I wanted to change the way he was thinking about this, impact the way he was thinking about this, because I thought that the way he was thinking about this didn't line up with The way scripture says we should think about this. So, what do I want to do? Fight with him? Nope. I don't want to fight with him. I want to help him think better about this. That's what I want. And sometimes that requires confrontation, right? I'm going to do a podcast on the most hated gift of the Spirit inside the Christian church. Not the gift that's in the Christian church It is in the Christian The gift of the spirit that the church hates the most Which gift is it that modern American Christian churches hate More than any other gift of the spirit mentioned in the New Testament It's easy It's the gift of discernment Modern American churches hate it Many of the SBC leaders hate it Many of the SBC pastors hate it Many of the PCA pastors hate it Many of the PCA leaders hate it Because they don't like it When people who have the gift of discernment come along And actually start asking questions, hard questions And pointing out inconsistencies And demanding better from their leaders and their pastors they don't like that. So what's the response? Find ways to shut it down. Say that they have an overcritically spirit. Say all they ever want to do is fight. And there's a, there's a danger there. I agree. There is a danger with just wanting to fight all the time. That's, that is as wrong as what we see going on here. It is inconsistent with, Christian love uh, We, Our aim isn't to fight We shouldn't get a charge out of the fight Our aim is to influence, to change To help, to edify To help people grow in their understanding of Christ Their knowledge of Christ So that they are transformed Into the image of Christ That's the point The point isn't winning the debate The point isn't winning the argument The point Is realizing change Toward Christ That's the point Becoming like him That's Always The point Watch out for all the red herrings They're everywhere And the needless distractions So we have the petition We have the conversation with Justin Justin takes my comments That were sent to him in a private message And a couple of days later They show up Publicly on Facebook They show up publicly on On Facebook I didn't give him permission to share He never responded to me Personally when I sent the private message Saying basically dude What are you doing? And uh, well, he didn't respond Didn't say a word And I I thought that I may have upset him by daring to actually question Why he would send this petition out as a pastor Gave him my observations, made some points about evidence of white supremacy or not. And if, if, if there is no, if he has, if, if Justin has no, no evidence presented from any quarter to conclude that these men were white supremacists, you got to follow me here on this, guys. If Justin has no evidence for this if he just concluded it's true on hearsay and gossip and then he sent this petition out that characterizes these men in this way. That is slander. It is malicious slander, it's malicious gossip and it is a sin. okay? It might not be a sin to the degree uh, of shooting down an unarmed man would be a sin. Even in cold blood Nevertheless The law of God is what we're supposed to be concerned about First and foremost Then our neighbor Love the Lord your God And love your neighbor as yourself If You're not loving your neighbor as yourself You're not loving the Lord your God You cannot say I'm standing up out of love For arberry not i'm standing out i'm standing up out of love for him and then turn around and slander someone which is an unloving act for them so here's here's the issue i love this this fella that was shot so i'm going to stand up for justice for him because that is the law of god It is massively hypocritical and really out of step, far removed from the Christian, from Christian praxis to say, I'm going to stand up and fight for justice for the jogger, Arbery. And at the same time, I'm going to publicly, I'm going to use unsubstantiated gossip, to maliciously malign the men who shot him, which is unjust treatment of those men. So here's the the deal. You have a Christian standing up saying, I'm going to get justice. I'm for justice. I'm for biblical justice. I think American society should be a just society based on the model that God gives us for the children of Israel and this is the nonsense that we we hear people say. So they're going to do that, right? This is what they're saying. It's it's really and they're missing the point. The Christian church is not called to make society just. And that's that's what they think they're doing, right? But while they're doing it, the the they're actually violating the real principle, which is what? Christians should treat one another and outsiders justly that's why we have the, that's why we have Israel that's why we have the community the way we do so that we know that the community of faith in Jesus Christ should walk justly so actually what's happening is when you start accusing white people of being racist and, and privileged and there's something you know inherently sinful about our attitudes and our system and so on and so forth because of uh, oppression or systemic whatever, you're actually not treating people justly. You're not actually making right judgments about people. You're making generalizations that are misguided and not true for the most part. And so what Justin did was he pounded his chest and thought that he was fighting, standing up for justice for Arbery. While at the same time he treated the father and son, he violated the actual teachings of scripture. All right, so here is what Justin posted on Facebook. I struggle whether to even post this, but believe it's important for Christians and non-Christians to see what pastors deal with when speaking out on certain issues like the tragic death of Ahmad Aubrey. The picture is of a message I received from a fellow Christian after simply posting the link. That's all he I just posted a link. No you didn't just post a link, Justin. You posted a link. You, what you did was pass on information about an incident as a pastor. You passed on information about an incident that you are were and are primarily ignorant of. You really don't know what happened. You weren't there and the video isn't enough. I seen the video too. And if we, if we were to sit in a courtroom if we were to sit in a courtroom and the video is all you had, I guarantee you, you would lose that debate. You would have no chance of winning that debate. All I all I have to do is create a reasonable alternative as a possibility, and if that's the case, we have, and I'm not talking about. Murder, I'm not talking about the verdict I'm talking about slander or not slander That's what I'm talking about White supremacists or not All I need to know is in your mind When you forwarded this information Did you have evidence At that time Good evidence, good reason For believing outside of the video That these men Were white supremacists Or Did you Like so many other people Choose to conclude just based on the video That these guys must be white supremacists Without any evidence whatsoever So he says He just passed on a link to sign a petition And honestly And he says that my comments Made him upset And my comments were basically You hold yourself out as a pastor Your role is to be a peacemaker Not to stir up division Not to do anything that could lead to violence later If this doesn't go just the right way Both families should look at you as a pastor And see someone that has answers That has ministry to give to them Both of them but when you do this, you cut off you cut off half the group, and you're called, Justin, to minister to both, not just the black family and and uh, Aubrey's the victim's family. right? You're called to minister to both families. You're called by God. Pastor, to reconcile those families And to stand for justice You have the job of advocating For justice in the biblical sense of the word And reconciling those families And trying to help one family Make sense out of the tragedy And help them forgive The other family And Trying to help the other family If there was something there That was sinful That led to this tragic incident How they can grow If they're Christians The families How they can grow In Christ So as to avoid this kind Of wickedness In the future If indeed It was malicious and not just stupid It could have been just stupid It might not even have been stupid uh, There's a number of possibilities And that is my point point. And we have raced to judgment We have raced to conclusions And in the process we've stomped all over people That shouldn't be stomped all over at this particular point in time You got wives, probably kids, siblings other family members, friends Even on the side of the living On the side of the shooters that, Whose hearts are breaking right now And you have effectively said you could care less That's what your petition does That's what this petition does When it paints them like this Imagine, Justin, if it isn't true And the family knows it isn't true Now what do they think about you, pastor? They know this is not true But you jumped on the bandwagon, pastor And rushed to judgment Justin closes his remarks by saying, we fight this world every day, but why is it so hard to stand in unity with fellow Christians on fundamental issues like the imago day? This is absolutely a red herring. And I would love, Justin, I would love to debate you on this. I am so sick of people bringing up the imago day in these kind of conversations. I would love to talk to you about this. Not, not to show you how silly your view is How weak your argument is That's not why So that you might learn and grow And become more like Christ And my friend Become more pastoral In how you respond to these things It is Unpastoral For, for members of the clergy To get involved In things like this And probably 20, 30, 40 years ago We would have known better At least clergy who are truly filled with the Spirit And who've been trained properly and adequately To conduct themselves as wise men of God In a dark, sin-filled culture Would know better Would know better So as a Christian Slow Slow on this incident. You don't have to have an opinion right now as a Christian. You don't ever have to have an opinion on this. If you come into information that is irrefutable evidence that this was malicious, then you can have an opinion that justice should be served or should have been served, and maybe it wasn't, and that's unfortunate. It happens. Every day in a sin-filled culture, right? It's okay to say I don't believe justice was served in this particular case or that particular case. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not slandering Caesar, but when you when you start to make it personal and criticize individual district attorneys, law enforcement officers. And arrive at conclusions about them that might not be true Because you just don't have all the evidence You're stepping over the line You're exceeding what good biblical prudence looks like There's an opportunity here for the church to fill its role as the church And that's what we should be focused on That's what we should be focused on Instead, we use it to support our narrative. And now I know just exactly where Justin stands on the social justice issues and wokeness. And um, you can say one thing to me, but uh, your actions certainly do speak louder than your words. Very sad to see... This kind of behavior engaged in by a member of the clergy who holds himself out to be a pastor, a shepherd who is supposed to love all people, to be a peacemaker and a reconciler of men, actually engaging in this kind of activity. You talk about unity. This is, it is absolutely so, what, oxymoronic. Ironic, Justin, the irony is staggering that you would mention unity in your post after forwarding such such a petition as you forwarded. And I know you you don't have any evidence That these men were white supremacists No one does yet It hasn't been brought forward Maybe they are I'm not saying one way or the other I'm saying you forwarded that post With an accusation And you had no good reason for that conclusion Truth doesn't matter Truth didn't matter to you And if truth doesn't matter Don't tell me justice does I don't believe you And that's all I have to say about that. Guys, we can do better than this. We can do better than this. Now, maybe your name isn't Justin, but maybe you think the same way. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to anybody who has had this knee-jerk reaction to think this way and are out here doing this nonsense, forwarding gossip, making decisions, looking at video tapes that are like looking at the universe through a straw. We can do better. We are called to be peacemakers. We're called to be reconcilers. We're called the disciple. We're called to preach the gospel. We're called to be a light. We are not called to contribute to civil unrest in cases that certain groups of people will go out and engage in all kinds of... And by groups of people, I mean people with a certain mentality. And they can be found among all regions of this country all ethnic groups, all shades of melanin, and not (laughs) this mob mentality that seems to just want to ignore law and order and the Constitution and their fellow man and think that burning down cities will get us what we want. You can do that if you want to, but don't call yourself... Christian because you're not and my prayer for you other than maybe God granting you repentance is also going to be justice for you everybody deserves justice including the man who burns down the guy's business that had nothing to do with the injustice that prevailed you are just as guilty as treating people unjustly as the person, as the the issue that you're protesting. The hypocrisy is off the charts, folks. People are not interested in justice. They are interested in something else altogether. I'm a firm believer that only true believers filled with the Holy Spirit, gifted with the true gift of faith, genuine believers who are walking in communion with God Can truly want real, true biblical justice. With everybody else, there's always something else in the mix that nullifies the desire for justice. And you see the double standard everywhere if you just open your eyes and look. All right. All right, in the middle of COVID 19, uh, I hope that uh, you stay healthy, that uh, you take precautions. Um, and that you avoid the virus. More than anything in the middle of all of this, keep your chin up, continue to keep your nose in the text of scripture. Let the word of God speak to your heart and transform you. Continue to stand up for the truth. Be the light of the world that God has called you to be. Take care. This podcast is part of the Bible Thumping Wingnut Network. Biblical Christianity's marketplace of ideas. BibleThumpingWingnut.com ten long years since the devil laid his fiddle at Johnny's feet, and it burned inside his mind the way he suffered that defeat. In the darkest pits of hell, the devil hatched an evil plan to tempt the fiddle player, for he's just a mortal man. The sin of pride, the devil cried, is what will do you in. I thought we had this settled. I'm the best it's ever been. Johnny, did you ever know the time keeps marching on? The coldest hour is the one comes just before the dawn. The devil's back in Georgia. Will you stand up to the test? Or will you let the devil be the best?